You're listening to one of them there Doolahan Productions podcast. Listener discretion is advised. A small eight-room farmhouse in San Jose, California, saw 36 years of non-stop construction, turning what was once a quaint little building into the world's most unusual mansion. What can we expect to find through the doors and staircases that seem to lead to nowhere? Let's get lost in what has become to be known as the Winchester Mystery House. So pull up a chair, join the circle. And let's introduce ourselves in this weekly meeting of Alcoholic Anomalies. I'm your host, Jason Sparks. And as always, I'm joined by my co-star, Bobby Strickland. How are oh, you doing today, Bobby? Well, you know, I'm a little sunburnt now, but you know, it could be worse. You know, I'm you uh, you do that very easily, so. Well, you know, I'm trying to get to the point where I can tan, but I don't think that point is ever going to come, you know? Yeah. I can always, I can always hope. But whenever you're the same color as a, uh, you know, white crayon. <laughs> I, I was going to really say a blanket of snow, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think uh, me and the sun agree very well, but. Uh, no, you yeah. don't quite see eye to eye. No, and neither do me and sunscreen, because sunscreen doesn't really do much work. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same color as your skin, and it's, it's just not really working, you know. You can't really tell where you put it on at. You just kind of, okay. <laughs> it's a little like, damp. <laughs> it's, it's a little damp. Kind of sticky right there. <laughs> and I'm actually glad I've just got the, uh, figured out what house it was based on the description. <laughs> on the, uh, you, you figured it out before you even said it? Yeah, I, I already typed it out. The, mm. where, you say it's in San Diego? San Jose, California. Oh, San Jose. I didn't know it was in California, period. So that threw me off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, I didn't either. But whenever you kept saying that uh, they kept adding on to it, I was like, yep, that's the Winchester house. Yep, nailed it. So, Bobby, we'll go ahead and get into it and just to start off, uh, to kind of discuss how ridiculous the mansion is. So, I'm going to go through a long list, which I like doing. So, the mansion is 24,000 square feet. Has 10,000 windows, 2,000 doors, 160 rooms, 52 skylights, 47 stairways and 47 fireplaces, 17 chimneys, 13 bathrooms, and 6 kitchens. Built at a price tag of $5 million in the late 1800s to 1923, which comes out today to about $71 million. <laughs> so, this is a multifamily complex, I'm guessing. Um, this is a, basically an apartment building, is what it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> and, ironically enough, for the most part, only uh, one woman lived in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like there's too much house at some point, you know? I don't care if you think, like, ghosts are telling you to add on to it, or if you're trying to confuse ghosts. 
you gotta upkeep all that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know what? You're not gonna help me clean unless you wanna pull your part. And like, this part of the house that you have now, I'm not adding anymore. Just deal with it. <laughs> Just deal with it. You know, I'm, I'm getting older. I'm tired of walking up these stairs down a set of stairs and then up another set of stairs just to get to my freaking bedroom. <laughs> I wonder how many times she actually got lost, you know? Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to my room. And, uh, you know, 45 minutes later, she's still trying to find a room. Crap, like, it's it's dark. I, this candle's not doing it for me. Uh could have swore it was the staircase. It was I right here. Swore it was. <laughs> it just kind of... Maybe that's why she added all the kitchens and stuff, you know? It's like, you know, are we awesome Stop, here? have a break, oh. take a snack. Yeah, I always have food. <laughs> I will not die in here until I find my way out. No, I find my way out, even though I built this. <laughs> I'm still lost. Just, just to kind of jump the gun a little bit, Bobby. Uh, so it was stated that the lady of the house, which we're, we'll discuss here in just one second, that she would occasionally take different routes to get to say her bedroom or the room that she uh would would work on her projects and stuff of that nature that she would always it was not by design i'm telling you right now it was not by design she probably got lost <laughs> <laughs> yeah she was probably like crap i i don't know where i'm going where's my map i i left my map and i don't know how to get back to that room either so kept walking up to the stairs that lead to nowhere and it's like well this where this is it. Turn around and go back. Uh, I shot one more time. Yeah. And happened again. <laughs> and, and I ended up at the exact same place. I did not take the exact same steps. <laughs> Starts leaving the, the breadcrumb trail and just keeps, you know, walking into the exact same breadcrumb trail. And it's like, how have I been here already? I guarantee that's where R. Kelly went to uh, get his inspiration for Trapped in the Closet. <laughs> Trapped in the Winchester Mystery House. <laughs> that just didn't flow as well, so he changed it to Trapped in the Closet. You know? Trapped in the Closet. He was trapped <laughs> in that house for several days. And he was like, you know what? I'm trapped in the closet. <laughs> I, I do wonder, just as a side tangent, because they do do tours at the Winchester house, and I wonder, you know, I'm sure plenty of kids have been on these tours and anything. How long does it find take to find a kid that's gotten lost in the house? I bet they never found some of them. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I bet there's some some bodies somewhere in that house. <laughs> and to the ghosts. <laughs> yes, and it's like you separate from your group. You know, it's on you. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like from Pirates of the Caribbean, part of the ship, part of the crew, part of the house, part of the Winchester. <laughs> might as well be alright so Bobby will go ahead and dive into the history of the lady of the house her name was Sarah Lockwood Party Winchester Sarah married William Winchester in 1862 who was the sole heir <laughs> who was the sole heir to the Winchester Repeating Arms Company Four years after the marriage, the couple had their first and only child, Annie Party Winchester. Sadly, not even six weeks after her birth, Annie passed away from Marcellus. It's not a party, it's not a party, it's not a party. It, it was not a party. Uh, so a lot of people, 
whenever they discuss Sarah Winchester, they talk about how she suffered from depression and really dived into insanity. But we're already we've kind of touched on one thing that was be so tragic to a mother. But just wait, Bobby, her story gets worse. Wow. Yeah. No. So in, no. What's in the box? So <laughs> in 1873, that year saw the creation of the very thing Sarah Winchester was believed to be haunted by for the remainder of her life. The Winchester. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, Go ahead. I just want to ask. I just want to add to this timeline for my notes. So mm-hmm. when was her daughter born? It was 1866. 1866. And then you said, okay, you can continue on. You said it's 1873 at this point. 1873 at this point. The Winchester. Four seconds. Four seconds. <laughs> oh, just wait, Bobby. That, that's coming. That is coming. <laughs> so the Winchester Model 73 rifle, also known as the gun that won the West, was the creation or the invention that was believed to continue to haunt Sarah Winchester. And from its creation in 1873 to the time production ended in 1923, over 700,000 of these rifles have been produced. Yeah, that's a lot of rifles, especially in, in that day. Yeah, that's, um, that's wild. Because, I mean, the same amount of like, production and everything. For that time period versus like now. Mm-hmm. That's just mind blowing, honestly. Yeah, and how difficult it was to to fabricate firearms back then. And the fact that you made 700,000 of this sole variant rifle on top of all the other rifles you're making. So is this the repeater? Yes, it's a repeating rifle. Okay, gotcha. Yep. So Oliver Winchester, William's father died in 1880, leaving the Winchester Repeating Arms Company to William. However, his time over the company was short-lived as he died only three months later from tuberculosis at the ripe old age of 43 years old. Yeah, it, uh, like like I kind of touched on, Sarah's, you know, she's not got a good good thing going right now. I mean, don't get me wrong. Stay away from girls named Sarah. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm hearing you say, Jason. You can uh, you, you can you can tell that to our, our our one of our good friends who's married to a woman named Sarah. I'll let uh, I'll let you break the news to him. Um, I'm not. <laughs> but mm, William's let's death. See how, let's see how good a friend they actually are, and see if they actually listen. <laughs> <laughs> this will be the test. The test episode. <laughs> <laughs> so William's death left Sarah with the Winchester fortune of an estimated $20 million and 50% stock of the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. About six years later, Sarah moved to California. And you got to think that she is in, I believe, Connecticut at this time, moves all the way across the country to California and began construction of what she called Alana Villa, but what we know today as the Winchester Mystery House. 
So as I said in the very beginning, the area was originally an eight-room farmhouse, and it saw 36 years of nonstop construction, with contractors being paid handsomely to work in shifts, ensuring 24-7 construction. But it is also believed that she would fire her contractors temporarily so that she could rest for a small amount of time. And we're going to touch on that fact a little while later. So I feel like at this point, <laughs> just hearing all this backstory and everything that's going on, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like it wasn't Ghost that told her to do this. I feel like she was just going, kind of going insane with um, everything that's gone on and over the last like basically ten years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, she's a trying. she's had a rough go at it. I think she's just. That's where I would come up with the uh, philosophy of, uh, you know, maybe this isn't as haunted as people make it. Right. And up until this point, I would agree with you. But there are other factors that kind of lead into the mystery of it being supernatural that we'll get to here shortly. So shortly after Sarah's move to California, her niece, Daisy Merriman, moves in. Daisy did not stay with Sarah for a quite a long time, but Sarah was very close to Daisy and also Daisy's mother. Um, so in 1906, the grand, the, the great San Francisco earthquake damages a vast amount of the house. But of course, all of that was essentially repaired and or replaced. In 1910, Sarah purchased a house to live closer to her sister and Uh, her niece, Daisy, and spends most of her time there. 1922, construction on the Winchester Mystery House ceases after the discovery of Sarah's passing at the house. Daisy inherits most of Sarah's wealth. So not even a year after Sarah's death at the house, it is opened up to the public for tours and allowing tourists to investigate what is believed to be the haunted halls of Sarah Winchester's former estate. And so, Bobby, I just want to kind of take a a side apart here. So in the late 1800s and early 1900s, and honestly all the way up to today, there was this great fascination by Americans in spiritualism. Uh, And I believe that part of that is what built up the story of the Winchester Mystery House. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, be that guy real quick. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 1900s, not 19,000s. Okay. <laughs> I just want to let you know if you wanted to like, try that again. <laughs> nope. We're we're keeping it. We're going to keep on going. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to let you soil it. I mean, if I was still, you know, give me that chance. <laughs> Bobby, <laughs> we've already discussed. We're freaking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> we don't words good. <laughs> you said, "Oh, you just caught me." I I didn't hear anything you said after that. <laughs> you said late eighteen hundreds to the nineteen uh, thousands. <laughs> just you off. I didn't get anything else you said. Whenever I go back and and edit this this episode, I'm gonna be like, "What an idiot." <laughs> I'm just being perfectly honest here. So can you repeat what you said after that? <laughs> I, I sure can. I sure can. And just to uh redeem myself, I guess. So okay, in the I'll... late 
I'm not. I'm not cutting it. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving all this in. <laughs> oh, you're leaving so, all of it in there. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm leaving all this in. So, in the late 1800s and early 1900s, thank you, Bobby, uh, and all the way up to today, America had developed this fascination in spiritualism and wanting to communicate with the the greater beyond and also believing in supernatural activity. And so I believe that part of that is what led to the theorization that the Winchester house was haunted. Okay, gotcha. So basically what you're trying to get at with all their fancy words there <laughs> is that basically the popular opinion at this time is to say, you know, things are haunted because they're like, yes, there are ghosts. Mm-hmm. And so they're just kind of like, yeah, you know, this house is so crazy, it's got to be haunted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is abnormal. And so since I can't really wrap my mind around something, or in this instance, the house, I'm going to say it's supernatural. Sorry, I had to dumb that down for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Bobby. Stuff. <laughs> I, I, I like using words. I like using these pretty words that I uh, I can't spell, but you know I can I can sometimes say them sometimes. <laughs> so Bobby, the the biggest piece of proof in my mind of the Winchester Mystery House potentially being supernatural is on Halloween night in 1924, Harry Houdini visits the house to do away with the tales of the house being supernatural, but was left with more questions than answers and famously called the mansion the mystery house. So why I believe Harry Houdini in this instance is so important is because he spent a large part of his career calling out mediums as frauds and actively seeking to debunk the supernatural. Houdini! <laughs> Houdini. Uh, yeah, all I think about is uh, Drake and Josh and having Houdini there. You're the dork. greatest magic trick. Okay. <laughs> you know, I don't care. Let me, live, let me relive my childhood, you know? No, I'm, I'm not. I'm going to take that and kick, kick that can. <laughs> Get that out of here. But Bobby, uh, I would also be remiss if I didn't mention the 2018 movie named Winchester uh, that premiered with the premise showing Sarah's dive into insanity, but also the revenge of the ghosts that they sought against the Winchester family. Did you ever watch that movie? I did. It wasn't very good. <laughs> I never saw it. So. But, uh, for for being a production by, by I, I want to say Lionsgate um, did it, which... For the most part, they, they produce good stuff. Um, but yeah, that movie was not good. The way you worded that, for the most part. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, everybody's hit and miss. Um, but yeah, their, uh, their ratings on like IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes, all that good stuff, is, is not great. <laughs> not great. So I don't have to waste my time watching it, is what you're saying. I wouldn't. Um, they do some pretty cheesy um, 
CGI in one scene where uh, there's a room full of Winchester rifles and for whatever reason they're loaded and they, they come to life and start shooting and everything because, you know, that happens. Um, yeah, it was, it was kind of cheesy in bits. Um, but, Mommy, with that being said, that's a CGI, you know, dramatization of the supernatural, but let's dive into the supernatural history. So it is said that Sarah had a seance in an attempt to contact her late husband, but instead of reaching to her loved ones, the psychic said that he was actually talking to the many lives that were taken by the Winchester rifles and had already claimed her child and her husband, and that if the hammers ever ceased, she too would meet her end. Let's see, when is this, the 20s? 1920s? Uh, at this time frame, it's believed to be early on whenever she moved in the house so either really late 1800s or early 1900s 1900s yeah early late or yeah early 1900s um (laughs) because (laughs) my question my follow-up question to that would be you know or follow-up point i guess Mm -hmm. was california very anti-gun kind of like how they are now no, um, it was still going through a um, a, a settlement aspect of California, um, you know, kind of evolving from the, the wild, wild west into, you know, society into what civilization was at that time. It was definitely more advanced than wild, wild west, but, you know, there was still, I don't imagine there was abnormal to see during that time people still walking around with revolvers on their hips or, or lever action rifles on the back of a horse or something like that okay well who's to say that the quote-unquote sidekick wasn't like anti-gun and that they were very like against especially like repeating rifles just to kind of put that bug in her ear trigger to stop the production of it you know that's honestly not a bad theory so the psychic was believed to be a uh, a family friend of sarah's um so i would have to imagine if that were the case that probably would have came up but at the same time you never know his opinion might have changed and saw that as an avenue to try and get her to cease production of the the repeating rifle. Yeah. Because, I mean, everybody has an agenda, I believe. Uh, Or at least to an extent. And so, like, I don't care if it's a family friend or not. I feel like that could always be part of the agenda they were wanting to push. Or heck, you know, to kind of take it in a different light, maybe he was also in cohorts with another rifle manufacturer and who wanted to buy Winchester outright and yeah, convinced you know, him. He's like, hey, you're close to Sarah. Convince her to sell it, and then I'll swoop in and I'll take it. Yeah, come on, Remington. Do better. <laughs> Remington, Brownie, come on, guys. What are we doing? <laughs> What are we doing? Get it, get it together. Get it together. <laughs> but uh, so I, I brought up that point earlier that it was believed that Sarah actually did fire her contractors on occasion so that she could rest. 
uh, even though in this instance it is believed that it said if the hammers ever ceased that she would too would die um so i feel like that's definitely a, a dramatization or something that's kind of changed throughout history <clears throat> yeah like somebody's probably missed like i guess reported yeah misreported it or just kind of took their liberties with it yeah doesn't mean yeah i can see it yeah to kind of whenever you said hammer if the hammers ever cease i was thinking hammer of the rifle oh yeah yeah. no the the hammer hit nails yeah yeah i get that now Had to, had to slow it back down for you, Bobby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been a rough weekend. <laughs> it's, it's, so this account is uh, why many believe that the mansion was built in such a strange way, with staircases to nowhere, doors that lead into walls, and the famous door to nowhere that literally opens to the outside, even though it is not on the ground floor. The maze of the house was believed a tool to confuse the ghosts. Again, I think that she just was insane <laughs> and confused herself along the way. I'm, I'm more prone to agree. And also, I feel as if, if, you know, say I'm a ghost, which I'm not. You can walk through the wall. I mean, that's my point. Yeah, (laughs) what are these walls and these staircases and all this going to do? I'm just going to Casper right through this shit, dude. I don't care. (laughs) Like, it ain't stopping me. I mean, yes, there's there's too much. Well, I guess also at that time, what is a ghost? You know? I mean, that's our whole job, Bobby. Well, I'm talking about like during that time they are starting to ramp up that part of culture mm-hmm. of the spiritual spiritual realm. So what what do they actually know at this point? Right. Maybe in their eyes a ghost is a <clears throat> translucent body that still has to open and close doors or use stairways or ladders to go up and down that they can't just float up through walls, stuff like that, maybe. I could see that. And then what what can they what can they not do, you know? Mm-hmm. What are they bound to like one specific location? Uh, do they have the same mindset and like thinking that we as humans have? Well, it seems in this instance, they're solely fueled by revenge and hatred for the, the weapon that killed them. But can they get confused? Mm, that's a good question. And also, how would I know Sam a ghost that was killed in Nevada and by the Winchester repeating rifle? And how am I going to find Sarah Winchester in San Jose, <laughs> California? <laughs> I don't know. It it's kind of a serial number. (laughs) (laughs) I I got the serial number and and I went to the the, trace that back to the factory. 
did some digging I, into paperwork, found the blueprint for this house. <laughs> I, I went I went to to uh, the local telephone. I, I typed in three because, you know, there's only like 10 people with phone numbers at this time. It ends up being Sarah Winchester. I, you know, find out where she lives by that. And I, I just walked on over, you know. I actually take that ride on the telephone line down. <laughs> okay, okay. You know, we're kind of diving the into house. the fact that Ghosts need energy to to be able to to do what they do. They just ride that lightning, and that's where we After get the term time. "bullet train." No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> silver bullets, <laughs> silver bullets. So, just to kind of keep on going. So, the Winchester House has your typical anomalies: lights turning on and off, disembodied voices, footsteps, cold chills. But the one anomaly I find fascinating is that you can hear a nail being stripped from wood and then falling to the floor. It's a very distinct sound and the fact that that's something that many people have accounted hearing is fascinating. I never found a nail? No. Hmm. Ghost nail. Ghost nail. Dun dun. <laughs> hmm. I mean... I feel like I say I mean a lot. I'm trying to find <laughs> that. I'll try to find other filler words for the uh, for the people that are keeping up with trying to see how many times I say I mean. Um, oh, there's there's a count, Bobby. Don't worry. Oh, uh, I know. <laughs> I hear about it every week. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, so you got me sidetracked now. Mm-hmm. Ghost nail, mm-hmm. ghost carpenter. Mm-hmm. Did a worker die on working on the house? So we're going to get to that here in a second. Um, but before we do, I, I feel as if in this instance, this is one of the the ghosts who are basically patterned ghosts. That they're always, whenever they're being seen, doing the exact same motions. So and residual. so residual, exactly. And so this individual, look at you, no big words. I don't know. <laughs> I wonder. I'm <laughs> that's it that's all we get folks we can wrap it up closing the episode right here bobby take us now the rest of it's gonna be i mean <laughs> <laughs> that's all we're getting i'm gonna gonna i'm gonna send you a gold star right now <laughs> that's my word of the day okay word of the day, yep yep quirtle's helping us out or wordle's helping us out but uh since it's residual that this is, you know, the, the ghost who for whatever reason, you know, made a mistake or, you know, instead of the room wanting to be this way, they had to deconstruct it and then change it to be something else, you know, kind of makes me think, makes me bleed into that belief of residual energy. Oh, could you not be a smart aleck whenever <laughs> this is going to backtrack way back. <laughs> so could you not be a smart aleck whenever this psychic said, the hammers ever stop, you will meet your end. Mm-hmm. I would just like put one board up, take it right back down. Put one board up, put it right back down. <laughs> <laughs> never adding on to the house whatsoever. You just pay. <laughs> you pay three guys eight-hour shifts every day just to, to continuously put one board up and take it right back down. I feel like that'd be a lot cheaper than spending the five million dollars, whatever it was. Yeah, it's five million dollars in seventy-one million dollars today. But yeah, yeah, so exactly. That's that's a lot cheaper. <laughs> yeah, just a little, a little bit. lot cheaper. 
I guarantee you go to somebody like back in that day and be like, look, pay ten bucks a day to put up this one board and take it right back down. I guarantee you people will be chomping at the bit to get that job. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Go work for Sarah Winchester. Fuck shoot you. <laughs> trying to watch mine. <laughs> I, I didn't even piece that together when I said it. I was just trying not to cuss. I'm trying to do better. <laughs> Fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> Start cussing. <laughs> don't worry, we always put these as explicit, even if we don't cuss. Which no, even if I don't cuss, I'm sorry, you don't cuss. So Oh gosh. <laughs> I want people thinking that this is a, a, a family friendly podcast. Oh, by having definitely not. Having one that's not explicit, explicit words are hard. Um, Go. The name is Alcoholic Anomalies. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's fair. It's yeah. You got me in a box here. Family friendly show, you know. Bambi <laughs> always starts with a murder. <laughs> All right, Deadpool, calm down. So to, to circle back on your question, has anybody, any of these workers died at the house? So that is not explicitly stated yes or no. But one of the apparitions that has been seen around the house working either on the fence or other parts of the mansion, say the chimney, who has been given the nickname Clyde. Several guests believe that Clyde is an actor who is dressed in age-appropriate attire but that's just the thing. The estate does not regularly employ actors. There's even a photo of workers from the construction period of the mansion that people believe portrays Clyde. I bet he was trying to rob the place and then uh, he got killed and Bonnie got away. <laughs> you, think, uh, you think Sarah sacrificed him, you know? Yeah, good old Bonnie and Clyde, you know? Were Bonnie and Clyde in California? Sure. I don't think they were. <laughs> they were wherever they wanted to be. Uh, were they ever really the... caught? Yeah, they got gunned down. What are you on about? <laughs> okay, well, you know. But anyways. Um... Wait, hold on. You said they got gunned down. Was it with a uh, Winchester rifle? No, I believe it was with a Tommy gun. Was the Tommy gun made by Winchester? No, it's made by Thompson. <laughs> Isn't Thompson a subsidiary of... Winchester? Okay, just quit punching it. <laughs> fucking ass. Four fucking seconds. It took you four fucking seconds to piss me off again. That's honestly all he was wanting me to get out of me. Um, anybody <laughs> listening. Um, that's all he wanted. And here we are. My hair is all through my, my headset. Um, my face is hot. Mine is too, but it's from sunburn. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get a comment and be like, actually, Thompson is a subsidiary of Winchester. I'll be like, thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> you say that, I'm coming for you. Oh, that would make this day even better. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I'm going to look it up. Duh. Well, while you're looking that up, 
I'm gonna keep going. So okay. there are many mysteries within the house, even one of which brings suspicion to the house's ability to listen to those who enter. In the late night, excuse me, in the late 2010s, a historian met with the house historian to discuss who he believed made the stained glass windows throughout the house. And they claim that the very next day after they had this discussion, someone working in the house found an envelope seemingly untouched by time, even though it dated from over 100 years ago, that had the account of who made the stained glass windows. So you got very lucky on this one. Mm-hmm. Because Thompson was purchased by Smith and Wesson. Fuck yourself, Bobby. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Come out lucky. You Get wrecked. Lucky. I was going to laugh if I made that point, though, and it was right. <laughs> yeah, so I was trying to keep going in case, in case it was going to be right. I was like, I'm going to be so mad. I'm going to be so damn mad. But I didn't get purchased by Smith and Weston until 2007, so. Yeah, that was quite recent. Yeah, that is pretty recent. But, uh, mm. you know, that would been a great point to make, though, about Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, any any thoughts? Do you maybe think that the uh, that account is, is bullshit? That, um, that they found this envelope dating back over 100 years that answered the question of, you know, the very thing that they questioned the day prior? Or do you think that's oh, just e- either perfect timing or maybe the house is listening? Uh, I'm going to bullcrap on all of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I was listening to a, uh, another podcast um, How dare yesterday you? on the way down here. And they're talking about the escape from Alcatraz. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about basically how they had this picture or these letters from uh, the escapees like several years later. Mm-hmm. He's like, if that was true, why would it not come out until 2010? Yeah. Or 2012, whenever it was, they released it. He said, they have no reason to keep those now. Right. Or yeah, what, what's the benefit? Point. Yeah, so I mean, what's really the benefit of that letter 100 years later? There's no one. So... I'm gonna kind of side on that way of it, right? I'm gonna side on doubt, and and I honestly subscribe to that as well. Um, if if something's too convenient, then that's probably exactly it. It's too convenient, as you like to say. If it, if it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, it's probably a fish. Um, that too. <laughs> Speaking of ducks. There have been a bunch of birds today. Here and I was wanting to shoot one with a shotgun so bad. So probably a Winchester and uh... <laughs> no ducks were harmed in the making of this episode. So when Ghost Adventures visited the house, they brought along a medium who claimed to have been able to contact Sarah Winchester and said that Sarah was pleased have many visitors and so bobby i, I kind of find this a little off-putting why would she be pleased to have people in her house when she seemed to be a hermit throughout her life and had a house that was such a maze and the potential that you know she believed that it was haunted why would you want others to go through the house 
Well, I can tell you right now, this is why. Because she had basically all of her people that she had close to her die. And mm-hmm. so she probably got really lonely. And now she's like, you know, I have all these friends now that want to come visit. Maybe, maybe. Um, so you believe that... Now, there could be like a demonic side to that as well. But <laughs> I'm going to go with a lighthearted one. <laughs> Well, I'm going to take a little lighthearted, too. So you believe that, you know, one, people can change, but two, people can change even after death. I mean, yes. I said I mean again, so there's... Take it off. Uh. (laughs) Because I feel like... I don't know, you got to think about... You know, again, if this goes back to, does their mind work the same way as ours? Mm -hmm. So, if she was, like, going crazy and doing all this stuff to this house because her physical, mental capacity had gotten to that point where she felt she kept having to do all this stuff, does that go away after death? I don't know. And I guess that's where that question comes into where, like, you know, what if she is very lonely, but this is how she keeps her mind busy, where she's just going to keep adding on to this house, where she doesn't have to think about, you know, I lost my husband, I lost my child, mm-hmm. where she just felt alone. And, you know, if she's having people over there 24 7. That's where this is all going to look back in. If she has workers there 24-7, she's not alone. Mm-hmm. Ever. Mm-hmm. And so that stops. You know, she does pass away. And people are still coming around. Mm-hmm. So she still doesn't feel that loneliness that she had before. Yeah, that's a, I think that's a good possibility. You know, like you said, the... The constant, it's not a, for attention, it's just for the fact of, you know, I don't want to be by myself. Um, but, Bobby, I do kind of have an antithesis, not necessarily to your point, but to, to my point being, you know, is that just it, the fact that she does want all these people to come to the house to prove the fact that the house is haunted? That she's not crazy, that she's, you know, all these speculations against her of her diving this deep into insanity are, in her mind, untrue because people can come and they can see the, you know, supernatural activity that happens within it. So my, I guess my, my wanting to back off and ask another question is, did any of the workers that work there have anything that happened? Or do they have any like recounts that they shared? Not that I found during my research. Okay, so you got people that are there just as much as she is, and they're more invested in the house and like in terms of work and knowing like what all is going on in the house. I feel like if they don't have any accounts, you know, who's to say it? Yeah, so I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. Um, kind of recounting back to Kilmainham uh, Jail with the workers who came to restore the facility 
having multiple accounts of the supernatural happening, but I'm kind of curious if at this point in time that it, it let's just, I'm just erring on the side of, you know, speculation that it was happening, that the supernatural was occurring of lights turning on and off or, you know, candles being blown out or them seeing apparitions or, or disembodied voices. But there's so many people on the premises that you just don't even bat an eyelash to it that, you know, you're going about your job and you see somebody you don't recognize. It's like, all right, cool. That's just a new contractor. Or you, you hear a disembodied voice. You're like, all right, cool. That's, you know, someone in the room beside me is working on something, whatever. Or, you know, you get a cold chill and you're like, all right, cool. The window's probably open, whatever. Um, things of that nature, you know, I feel like with so many bodies and so much activity of the human nature going on, I, they might not, you know, even have thought to extrapolate on the fact that maybe it is haunted. So do you think the more people around, the more, I guess, this is also going to um, go back to another question. Mm-hmm. Would be, do you think that spiritual more likely to become active the more people that are around, or no? I would say yes, but on the flip of the same coin, I would say absolutely not because I would say I'll, yes because of more energy, but no. That's, that's why I would say yes. That is absolutely why I would say yes, because they are able to feed off the energy, off the emotion of so many different people and give them the ability to make themselves known. But at the same time, who's to say that they don't gather all that energy, store it, and then come out to make their presence known to smaller groups so that way they're not kind of just... I guess kind of overshadowed by the mass populace that is there. Whenever there's a smaller population, you're going to believe more that, Hey, I am present. I'm not supposed to be here or I am not of this plane. You're seeing me and you cannot explain me. So this also goes back to how intelligent are ghosts though, that they can actually think that. Well, so I guess that does kind of go back into, is it pure fact of, of ghosts or is it demons? You know, I, I don't want to get too far yeah. into that. You know, I do believe, you know, demons full-fledged would have 100% corporeal thinking um, and could do essentially whatever they wanted with the energy that, that allows them to do so. Um well, let's just err on the side that some ghosts are just going through the, the flow of what they did within their life, but there are some that are dead and they know they're dead. Um, in instances like the uh, St. Augustine Lighthouse, where the, uh, the girls are known to play pranks on people who visit. Um, go back to season one if you haven't seen that episode. Uh, but anyways. Um, listen, listen. We don't have hey, it. Hey, 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 watch it. Hey, but hey. you can listen. Some, some people are, are, are visual thinkers you know they can they can watch you know within their own mind don't don't yuck their yum bobby don't yuck their yum um (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) i knew you could get a kick out of that but but you know 
let's say start using that every time you try to say something to me. (laughs) Don't yuck my yum, Jason. Don't yuck my yum. (laughs) But it's you know if they're able to be intelligent enough to play pranks on somebody in the instance of the St. Augustine Lighthouse, who's to say that these ghosts wouldn't be intelligent enough? to be able to do just that to where I'm going to gather up this energy to where I can make my presence known. And then I'm going to hold on it. I'm going to wait. And then I'm going to go into this, you know, smaller group or even individual and make my presence known so that they know I am here. I am here. I am it's there. you boy. <laughs> hey there demons. It's me. Your boy. <laughs> <laughs> Side tangent. I was, uh, I was when I was writing these scripts the other day. I, uh, I was watching BuzzFeed Unsolved because I love those oh, guys. No. Ryan Hagar <laughs> and Shane love those guys. Um, but I was by myself, just me and my new puppy Duchess. Uh, and I was like, "Wow, uh, Bobby's not wrong. This kind of sucks watching this by yourself, like <laughs> quiet house near anything." It's like, oh. you why do you think I'm? Why do you think I've never really watched that stuff unless it's daylight? Or if it's gonna be pitch black, I gotta have somebody there with me. <laughs> yeah, like your your hair's kind of start sticking up on the back of your your neck, you know. Because even... then you're starting to think like, okay, is that sound coming from the TV or is it somewhere else in the house? <laughs> is it somewhere else in the house? Is is that creak in the in the floor in the room behind me? Is that just the house settling, or is someone in the house with me right now? You know, your mind just goes a million miles a minute whenever you're by yourself. Yeah. It. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, uh... especially in uh in the house that I live in now, because I started watching. I was up, upstairs in like my living room because mm-hmm. I had the blackout curtains and everything. But you know that kitchen uh, that's right next to my living room is not a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that uh that little area right there has been the most active. Yeah, and that's why I'd much rather just watch it downstairs in the basement. Yeah, in, in the there. pitch blackness of the basement, it, it's still a safer bed. I'd much rather watch it down there and hear it upstairs than me being upstairs and hear it right next to me. <laughs> yeah. It's like, ah, I'm just going to leave that for, you know, the, the floor above me. I'm not worried about it. I'm going to floor blow it. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll deal with it whenever I get up there. <laughs> yeah, whenever I go to bed, then I'll, that'll be my, that's a problem for future Bobby. <laughs> it's not a problem for right now. <laughs> I'm start putting me a mini fridge downstairs, just full of uh different different beverages. That way, I can figure out which beverage would be the best to handle the situation. Yeah. <laughs> you, you you open it up. You got a sticky note. You're like noise, uh, and like a bang <laughs> or a creak. <laughs> have uh. Then you, you got Everclear. You got Everclear. <laughs> if you hear hear a hear a voice like. <laughs> I think Everclear is if I see something. Yeah. <laughs> if I see something, it's going Everclear. It's going and Everclear. And it's, it's got to be at least half the bottle. <laughs> yeah. Chugging the bottle and then shattering it just so you have a weapon. <laughs> to fight the air. Fight the air. Come on, demons. I'm Jeremy Dooley in this shit. I'm gonna punch we'll a punch ghost. ghost. <laughs> punch right in the mouth. <laughs> Hey, ghost, you got a pretty mouth. <laughs> Sling blade. Sling blade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like mustard. 
Oh no, I thought you were going to say something else. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Bobby, with that being said, any final thoughts on the Winchester Mystery House? Uh, That's pretty interesting. Um, I'd love to go. Yeah, it's definitely a place I'd like to go because I already want to kind of go to California and just say I can mark it off my list. It's a place I want to go and want to live there. Mm-hmm. They don't care about staying there more than a day, but mm-hmm. it's, um, I'd like to go just to say I went. Um, we love I mean, all I think of our it, California listeners, though. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, y'all got, y'all have something that I don't have, and that's a tan um, <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think it'd be super interesting to go, just because I'd like to just see the maze, see how long it took me to get out <laughs> of the house. Um, but I mean, it it's different. Um, it is, in fact, Bobby, built different. <laughs> I said built for tough, though. <laughs> nah, built Winchester tough. <laughs> Um, I mean, I would like to go to say, you know, I went, I wouldn't really have, have high expectations that it is haunted. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I bet it's just a cool place to go visit. Oh, absolutely. Like you said, even if it's not haunted, like just how fascinating that place is. Just going up different stairs. I guess I would have to wear my Apple watch if we go in there. Cause I could get a step counter in there. <laughs> <laughs> How many steps did I take in this one house alone? Bobby, how'd you walk 10 miles in one day? I was walking around one single house. <laughs> one single house. That, that was it. And it went on forever. Yeah. It, it don't stop coming. And it don't stop coming. And don't stop coming. <laughs> Ain't no party like a Winchester party because a Winchester party don't stop. <laughs> I feel like you've been wanting to make that that reference for a little while, and you finally found the time. Actually, I, I just now realized that uh, her middle name was Party, and uh... <laughs> you, you read back to your notes. You're like, "Oh, cool." Actually, I didn't even notate that. I just you know the memory up here that noggin, uh, that, that noggin. You know what they call it? That big brain energy. We're from the South, being at that. <laughs> it's a big brain for you now, where I'm from. Uh, <laughs> I hope. <laughs> Good old Mississippi. <laughs> and now everybody from Mississippi's like, what an idiot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, like, I was never the smartest person in my class. I was never the dumbest. Yeah, you know. It's it's not the fact that you got to outrun a bear. You just got to outrun the guy behind you. Well, that's a problem for me. But mm-hmm. as long as you got legs, you can trip somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, Bobby, if uh, if nothing else, I'll go ahead and let you close us out. All right. So we do like to make a few disclaimers here at um, the Dual Hunt Productions facilities even though we're in two different places um <laughs> so we ask that you do please drink responsibly 
uh, me and Jason, well, I don't know about Jason, but I am drinking during this episode. Um, so please do not drink and drive. Uh, if you do drive, please be responsible and have somebody else drive you. I guess if you have to go anywhere, don't drive. I said if you do have to drive, right? Uh, Jason? Okay, cool. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> I don't pay attention to you like you don't pay attention to me. Well, it's a. I guess this is a take take relationship then, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no, no give. <laughs> there is no give. Only take. Um, <laughs> if you or a loved one um, are struggling with depression or suicide tendencies, please call the United States National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. Help is available twenty four seven. Love you guys.